0: Hello guys and dolls. It is a Friday night in June, in January. It's June 3rd, 2022. And here I am in the studio to do a little bit of a Friday night schmooze. That's what we have going on. I appreciate you coming here. I have a lot of fun things to talk about. Well, some dark stuff, too. We've talked about demonic possession because that keeps popping up. But I have some fun questions to pose to the audience. And we'll probably get off around 8.30. Probably get off around 8.30 because I have to start book club. Which is just... I don't want this book to end. But, of course, all things must Welcome, welcome, welcome to Quite Frankly. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I sure have. I want to thank my sponsor for the evening, SecretNatureCBD.com. I just had a nice little stick of sativa, a pre-roll prior to going live. So I'm already, I'm feeling nice and relaxed and focused and ready to go. And uh, SecretNatureCBD.com, use promo code Frankly. What What do you want? What do you else you want me to say? wonderfully cultivated organic cannabis flower all there for you in whatever form you like it add it to your medicine cabinet okay so here we are and i wanted to talk about demonic possession tonight because uh, tucker carlson did a a spot but it also uh, coincides with these articles that keep coming up about how um exorcists are becoming overwhelmed I, i can only imagine that's like trying to beat back the tide at this point with how wide open to obsession and possession we are, and there there you have it. Today also would have been, on a lighter note, today also would have been my grandparents on my mother's side, 77th wedding anniversary, so happy anniversary. What else do we have here? Memorial Day. Memorial Day shortened the week, but it's all right. We're jumping on in headfirst. I also did a wonderful episode of Dark to Light with Tracy this morning. You can go listen to that on RadioInfluence.com. I do not know if there is going to be an after show tonight, um, or if uh, or if it's on time. I'm not sure. Apparently Abe is pretty pretty sick. He's got a fever and all that stuff. I just saw it right now. Hope you feel better, Abe. But we'll see what happens because. I mean, I I will kind of be part of the after show with the book club anyway, so there's something going on tonight on quite frankly TV. But wherever you're watching right now, I hope you enjoy yourself and share it because the one thing I'm very bad at because I don't have that much time is uh, marketing. I it's always like 6:50 uh, and I look down I'm like oh shit I haven't set out a tweet I haven't sent out any telegram and, and I and I put something out that obviously could be a lot more efficient but so please share the show far and wide whether you're watching live or on demand I really really would appreciate it all right let's just jump right into the grab bag shall we jumping right into the grab bag the first one up is from the Daily Star the Daily Star says the daily star says creepy robot replaces parents and steals their voice to read kids bedtime stories so last time we were talking about ai babies and now it's robot parents this morning what's missing humanity a new ai speaker can create a deep fake clone of your voice and read bedtime stories like pinocchio and the pied piper to your children, so you can put your feet up and carry on watching Netflix. You filthy pieces of shit. For that to be the reason why, so you can go and watch Netflix. Let this robot read a story to your children in the only the the, the short span of time that they are children, that you get to do something like that. You want to pass it up to go watch some fucking stupid. Can you, can you imagine? I didn't even see that sub, that sub line right there. As any parent will tell you, parenting isn't easy. It's hard enough getting the kids to school every morning and making them three square meals a day without them expecting you to read them an epic yarn before bed. Luckily, technology is on hand to help even the laziest parent read fairy tales to their kids. Yeah, the second you walk out of the room, God knows how the AI alters the story. A new smart speaker called Takara Tomi Kiyomo uses sophisticated artificial intelligence to create convincing deepfake clones of parents' voices. I wonder if that's if that's what they use to um, to produce episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi with vader because vader makes a very big appearance it was great it it bordered it's the closest the star wars ever got to horror it was uh it was pretty impressive but i was like damn whoever did the voice of vader is actually pretty good is this really hayden christensen and some 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 good old um you know audio production trickery from the 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 crew of the of the of the series and no it's James Earl Jones at 91 years old doing uh, Darth Vader's voice again but I'm wondering to myself what the hell did they do to make him sound so 1977-ish because in Rogue One Vader's voice did not sound too good. Now it was James Earl Jones as well. It sounded like there was an 87-year-old man inside of the, the the costume. He just sounded like an old Vader. So I was just like, oh, well, you know what? Hat tip to the legend. James Earl Jones, but you can tell he's getting old. Well now I I they had to have used some sort of audio de-aging. There had to have been. But it, it was uh, pretty phenomenal that episode. We'll see what happens next. Um, so yeah, this is a horrible story, though. To hell with that. Hey, guess what? In European, in Europe, if you're planning of going there, I don't know how you're gonna. If you're gonna swim to Europe sometime soon, uh, the nightclub needle attacks are puzzling European authorities. Across France, more than 300 people have reported being pricked out of the blue with needles at nightclubs or... My life would be... I would be ruined. I would be forever. I'd be so traumatized. First of all, I would be going to doctors every day for like eight weeks. And as much as I hate getting blood taken, they would be taking blood from me and figuring out what the hell was just done. That is horrible you know i used to hear i used to hear stories about like gang initiation putting uh needles inside of the seat cushions of movie theaters i heard i heard that story once like 20 years ago and still to this day i sit down on movie theater seats very slowly very slowly feel anything scratching my ass Ugh. God, can you imagine? Club owners and police are trying to raise awareness. And a rapper even interrupted his recent show to warn concertgoers about the risk of surprise needle attacks. Can you imagine that? That's all right, well, we're leaving. It's not just France. Britain's government is studying a spate of needle spikings there as well. And police in Belgium and the Netherlands are investigating scattered cases too. On May 4th, 18-year-old Tomas Lowe attended a rap concert in Lille, or Lille, I don't know how to say it, it's another, another French word, where he smoked a bit of marijuana and drank some alcohol during the show, then when he came home he told Associated Press he was feeling dizzy and had a headache, and he spotted a strange little skin puncture on his arm and a bruise. He confirmed the evidence of a needle prick and Lowe was tested for HIV and hepatitis. His results came back negative, like all the other victims so far. So then what the hell was it? Gorilla pox. One up from monkey. I've got my jester hat on for everybody in in um, SoundCloud land. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. What's next? Oh, here's another one. I've been getting a lot about this. I don't know if if you've heard it. Coming out of Russia. All they keep talking about, obviously, is that, well, you know, Ukraine's got to just live with the land that they've lost. Zelensky's saying that they lost 20% of their country so far, you know, geographically. Um, Obviously, that's that's the, um, the sign of a winning operation, isn't it? And then there is this constant talk about Vladimir Putin being treated for cancer, according to U.S. intelligence reports. So the, the same intelligence people who told you there was nothing on Hunter's laptop and it was all Russian disinformation, mind you. So, I mean, I, when it comes to this, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe Putin is sick, but even so, he seems to have better cognitive function than, than our entire Congress as a collective. So what is there to say about this? Vladimir Putin's health is a subject of intense conversation inside the Biden administration after the intelligence community produces fourth comprehensive assessment at the end of May. They said that he was undergoing treatment for advanced cancer. Yeah, well, we'll see. Anything to make him seem like he's at the end of this rope and desperate and willing to try anything stupid as a last stand, isn't it? Even though all of the, uh, everything points toward their winning. Anywho, this next thing, I got to say, I mean, obviously the, the children need to leave the room. But I don't know how many of you need to re- leave the room as well. So, I—I I, I, here it is. And, and let me just also say, I looked everywhere on this website. The website is called... Where the hell is it? The website is... Where the hell? Come on. Come on. Don't do this to me, yo. It is IQ. IQFY. This is what it is. Elevate the conversation is their tagline. That's their motto. Feminine folks deserve better. It's time to elevate the conversation. Reach us at blah, blah, blah for an uplifting chat iqfy.com well i looked all over the place it is not parody if it is and i missed it you had to let me know because i had to double and triple check because i didn't want to be screwed i did not want to be screwed but now that i believe that it is true we may just be screwed together here's a headline you ready for this encourage women to smell their poop to be more inclusive to trans women. What the hell are you talking about? You'll find out. uh, Some women have a hole where their penis used to be. This is like that that song, uh, Angry Inch. And that hole often shares a microbiome with the colon, creating a distinct transitioning odor. It's just a transitioning odor, they're calling it. It's an open wound. It's what it is. In solidarity with trans women, this is written by some freak named Jamie Brownstein. In solidarity with trans women, this month you can make a difference by putting your olfactory system to use while going number two yes it's not a joke we are sincerely asking all women to please spend more time smelling their poo during bathroom breaks and to critically examine what many of our gender have to endure as part of the cost of their bottom surgery if they need bottom surgery they're not part of your so-called gender not that's not true it's someone who put a little bit too much time into their their costume and a little bit too much flesh It is time for us all to do the work truly to emphasize what the sights, sounds, and smells endured by every member of our large and beautiful gender community. These are insane, sick people, including those with distinct transitioning odors. Based on Gram stain, on Gram stain, the majority of smears revealed a mixed microflora that had some similarity to bacterial vaginosis microflora uh, it's, it's pretty much, uh, I don't know, it's, it's ridiculous. This is pretty much, they're saying that men who go and have their penises cut off and stuffed inside of them, split apart like a banana and stuffed inside of them and sutured together, uh, it, 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 it produces a foul stench because, of course, it's an open wound that is um, rotting and that you have to take care of for the rest of your life because it's an open wound. Anyway, the social taboo around frank discussion of smells is already quite strong, but doubly so when it comes to the ones that can come from MTF neo-vaginas. MTF, of course, has to mean male to female neo-vaginas. First time I ever saw a neo-vagina printed uh, unironically. If you're a regular on uh, on advice and trans subreddits, you know you usually don't have to wonder, wander too far down the feeds before coming across anonymous posts carefully prodding for advice on neovaginal smells. Um so here here's another one. Here's a quote Uh, As I was transitioning, I found it, it triggering that my cisgender female friends, so their female friends, didn't smell like poo. Damn, why do all these women around me don't smell like shit? Is it because they don't have a rotting open wound between their legs where their penis used to be, where their vagina never was? The top of the fateful note read, It had arrived, by the way, from the Trans Express. So um I just want to let you know that's happening. That's happening. You! So I'm gonna give you a little bit of time between now and the end of the intro to go uh wash your ears. <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll we'll be right back. All right? Don't go too far. Send the show out to everyone you know, and we will be back in a GIF. Hey, send me the knife wow. once again, because the suture's in her vagina. Is he looking at us? Jesus, do you think he knows? What? Go, Christoph. Aren't healing like they're supposed to. They aren't healing like they're supposed to. It's... A penis is not supposed to be split down the middle like a banana, either. <laughs> Now the big crisis is when everybody's makeshift vagina starts falling apart. (laughs) But that's progress. That's
1: an unusual cat, my man. Bagels (laughs) are destroyed.
0: I didn't know that YouTube wasn't running. I had pressed launch, so I don't know why. But then again, I guess that that entire opening would be better off not on YouTube. <laughs> so if you're watching this on YouTube saying, what the hell did I just come in on? Well, you missed the opening. It wasn't my fault. I thought we were fine. Um, but you should probably check out the opening. If you have a strong enough stomach, that is. That's on Rumble and BitChute and uh, anywhere else. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I had a few things I wanted to do. Oh, speaking of surgeries, I just wanted to let everybody know that everything went well with Anthony's procedure today. My brother was scheduled for surgery for um, for months now. He had this um, this benign cyst that was inside of his ear canal, on the like pressed up against his eardrum, and he had there was a, a loss of hearing and there was some tinnitus and. Uh, they, they, they said that this was a pretty common and, and pretty easy to perform, easy to perform procedure. And that's just what we've been all uh, waiting for. So went in this morning around five and everything was fine. Came out, let us know. He came out and let us know how high he was from the anesthesia. But I, I, I want to ask this real quick, cause I didn't, I, I thought that this might be too narrow a question and to specialize the question to turn it into a thread. But I know that we have a lot of members of this audience who have worked in healthcare, either as doctors, surgeons, nurses, and I, uh, I didn't know if we had any anesthesiologists out there as well. If you are an anesthesiologist, a OR nurse, a recovery room nurse, a surgeon, what is the craziest thing a patient has ever told you under the influence. That's what I want to know. Like I said, it's, it's, it was too narrow of a question for me to throw that into a thread and expect to have a lot of, a lot of something coming back to me. Uh, of course, if you're the patient, what is the craziest thing you ever told a doctor when you were under the influence? I asked this on Twitter today just to throw something out there quickly, and I got a few things back. Uh, PJ Peterson says, I'm not a doctor, but I had surgery a few months ago, and I woke up explaining the relationship between Van Gogh and, uh, uh, and if, let's see, Van Gogh and uh, Gwagin. Gauguin. how do you say that? I, I don't know. I don't know that artist. To the nurse, at least it was a respectable conversation about art, you know, and you weren't asking the, the nurse to sit on your face or something like that. That's what I would be nervous about. Um, Let's see what else we have here. Mary WTK. Oh, sorry. Says, no, nothing there, but this is a great question. I can't wait. I want to hear more about this. I know somebody out there is going to send me some good stuff. Let's see here. I'm not one. I'm not uh, an anesthesiologist, said Saved by Grace. But at least mine was honest with me. He told me I hallucinated about seeing Alice Cooper. Poison Asher's MD says not under quite yet, but about to be. I guess I said I guess this is this is Ashers that happened. Not under quite yet, but about to be. And then she quotes Don't let me lose my leg, Doc. I didn't know I could lose my leg. None of my other gunshots have ever been this bad. I don't know if I'm I'm missing a reference. To something else, or if that's actually what happened to her. Anyway, there you go. Um, P.S. Philippa Burns says, Oh man, I lost like 30 minutes to an hour of memory before my surgery. They got me good. Damn. Oh boy. Let's see here. This should be fun, said somebody. Uh, finally, someone natty says, Anesthesiologists are not to be trusted. Oh, okay. All of the ones, all of the ones I've interacted with over the course of my life were all Stranger Danger types. I'm not kidding. You'll see if any of them them stop huffing modeling glue long enough to respond to your threads, that is. All Golems. Okay, so I'm going to tell my brother when I get get in touch with him after the show that uh, he had a Golem that successfully... Put him out for his successful ear operation. A golem had put him out. There you have it. Broad stroke, but sometimes I, I guess it's necessary. Let's go to some Babylon B headlines, shall we? Because it is Friday. I like doing it. I'm doing it alone. I know. Matt doesn't come by anymore. I'm just a, a lone soul over, over here in my, in my tower little jester in a tower wondering where all his friends have gone anyway anyway let's get into this shall we it opens up with this first headline from a babylon b oh i did, no that's not right first headline from babylon b is nope that's not right either what the hell am i doing there you have it <laughs> first headline lobster A lobster ready to tear restaurant apart as soon as he gets these dang rubber bands off his claws. It's true. If I ever saw a lobster without a rubber band around its claws, I'd be like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, this thing is going to tear this whole damn place apart. (laughs) Let's see here. Moving on. Moving on. Headline, we gave up our guns and it turned out fine for us, says Australian man who couldn't leave his house for two years. (laughs) You fucking dummies. Yep, that's good. Here's another one. Headline, dad's devotional on patience keeps getting interrupted by stupid kids. (laughs) Let's keep moving. What the hell? Here we go. Local man goes for a quiet drive to clear his bank account. That <laughs> There's a reference to the uh, over $8 a gallon in some spots in Los Angeles now. And I don't see how it's going to get any better. Because, of course, uh, even though we have the solution right here under our feet. No. <laughs> no, says the rapists. Let's keep moving. Joe Biden reveals his plan. He reveals that his plan is to just raise gas prices until the counter spins back to zero. <laughs> Gosh. Amber Heard lands endorsement deal with Charmin toilet paper. She's going to need it. She's going to need it, of course. Well, first of all, she has her, if you think her bed-shitting days are over, no. She's still young. There's going to be a time when that's, uh, that, that's involuntary. But for now, she's just having a lot of fun Terrorizing the people that she's in a relationship with what I don't get about this is that uh, Supposedly she has about a two million dollar net worth and she now has to pay Johnny Depp 12 million dollars for this defamation defamation suit What happens when that stuff happens? what happens when somebody is is entitled to money so many times beyond what you're worth what then? Are all your wages garnished? Are you, are you turned into an indentured servant? I don't know what's going on there. Um, and, and, and obviously, there's, there's other things about this, this trial now that it's over. I just got to say, I didn't cover it. And I didn't really want much to do with it just because of the, I don't know, the, the cultural reality TV draw of the whole thing. And of course, I think that every day it went on for these weeks and weeks and weeks. It was a reminder of how other very important trials were just shuffled out the door with great haste. Ghislaine Maxwell, of course, we had we had time to watch Kyle Rittenhouse's trial, who, uh, uh, which was very important. It was important on a as a legal precedent that goes. But there was legal precedent that was that was important that was established with this one too. I just didn't have the, uh, the interest in, in watching it every night like it was must-see TV. Um, and, and I don't judge people who do. It just I, I just I had to move on to other things. But I understand that there is really important precedent here, especially as it pertains to what we've talked about for years with Believe All Women and that, that, f- that fraud of a Me Too movement, which is all just a, a feminist uh, a pseudo-feminist distraction away from what we were starting to learn in much more public ways about the human meat grinder that is Hollywood so um, I think this was great especially to see a histrionic woman uh, get what she deserves and that's not to say anything complimentary about Johnny Depp remember this is a guy who was um, who was making vague but not too veiled references about how we need another John Wilkes booth to take care of Donald Trump so um just being very objective about the subject matter there all right here's a little bit more on babylon b back to the headlines janet yellen scene reading economics for dummies well hopefully it helps her it's not gonna help us though another headline oh this one is nice i wish they had made this black character more interesting says star wars fan who is obviously a racist it, I, I mean listen it's true it's exactly what's going on here. They make the black characters now so one-dimensional and so cringe, and it's packed so full of every facet of, of modern culture whoring that it, it just comes out flat. How many... I mean, if you've been watching this show long enough, then you know that when the, the sequels were coming out and I was doing breakdowns of those... <coughs> I don't know how many ways... I came at it with the angle of how they screwed up what could have been a really great character uh, in the character Finn. The, the, the stormtrooper who defected. The, I played by John Boyega. He's a um, black guy from the UK. Anyway, when they screw up their own characters or make them cringy or in one-dimensional and, and just try to do too much too fast, and, and then, of course, this is just something else. This is just something else. I already said, Star Wars fans, you're not going to find any KKK members walking around a Comic-Con. This is the left desecrating their own churches again. And they actually previewed this with this Reva character in the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. They actually previewed this by telling um, Moses Ingram that, listen, you're, you're, probably going to, you're probably going to face a lot of backlash. You have to be prepared for backlash, and we're going to be with you. Like, like it's the Jackie Robinson story you have to be strong enough not to fight said branch (laughs) ricky you know it's ridiculous and then all of a sudden it shows up it's probably some interns at, at disney doing it because then they turned it around and everybody made their genuflecting remarks and it's just so obvious star wars fans are not driven by bigotry trust me anywho Here's another, lo- another one, we'll stop with this one. Headline, <laughs> Navy brags to other branches of the military that it's gay all 12 months of the year, which we know is not true. It's not true because, because we covered this on the show in 2020. It was the Air Force. It was when the Air Force, how they outed themselves when they revealed the new seal for the Air Force, and as you remember, there it is. This is the Department of the Air Force. New motto was, OMG, I can't even. And there's Richard Simmons in the middle of it. They got rid of the Eagles and everything, so I don't know how you top that. So, lay off of the Navy. Lay off the Navy. Always remember, this is the new... (laughs) The Air Force insignia. They're just very brave. You gotta just give them something. Okay... Let's see, let's see here. Um, did that? Did that? Did that? All right, perfect. Seven thirty. Gonna go on a really quick break. When we come back, we have to talk about exorcisms. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to do. And uh, and of course, when we take some calls, we have another hour on ha- on air. But when we take some calls, you gotta tell me if you have any anesthesia. Uh, the stories, whether from the medical side or from the patient side. Of course, it has to be a concise, really enthralling story. Don't drag it out. I mean, this should be pretty quick. Quick exchange. And then we have possession thoughts. Thoughts on possession, which we're going to be able to crack that can open in just a moment. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. We'll be right back. Now, you gotta understand something.
2: If we leave the country, there's no coming back here. You know what I mean? There's no coming back. So that if there's anybody now that you want to talk to, you want to say goodbye to, do it now. No. No. Is there any special country you want to go to? It's alright. I'm going to take care of it.
3: Okay. Red? It? Red? It? Reddit? Get it? Ah! Have it at quitefrankly.tv. Click on the Reddit logo. Join us. Engage in discussion topics. Share your favorite clips. Watch your favorite clips. You don't have a Reddit. Well, get signed up for all them juicy deets. Visit quitefrankly.tv. (laughs) Oh!
0: Okay, so we're back, and I lost the uh, the Jester hat because, of course, we've gotten away from the goofiness of Friday, and we're getting into something a little bit darker. It would just be too much of a disparity if I did all this dark stuff with the, the Jester hat on, but I'll be bringing it around a little bit more. That was, I, I really, I thought about Zoso Dude when I put that on. He's been asking me behind the scenes, like, for over the course of months, I'll just sprinkle it in and say, Hey, you gotta wear the jester hat. Just, just wear the jester hat once. We gotta... Well, okay. I gotta bring it out more often. I think Abe got me that hat. I got a jester hat over here. For I put a jester hat on the baby months ago. I gotta find that. Where the hell is that picture? She was probably only, like, five or six months old. Cutie. Absolute cutie. All right, so here we have a little something that I want to do that is on the creepy side of things. You're right. We're talking about exorcism. Oh, shit. Oh, shit.
1: Silly. Silly.
3: Oh, shit.
0: So the first thing I want to play for you, because you know we always keep our finger to the pulse of this, and it goes hand-in-hand with what we're doing in Book Club. 100%. Now, there was a two-minute, I don't know if it was, it looks like it was probably more than two minutes, but this is the two-minute clip that I had taken from Tucker Carlson Tonight. Maybe about, I don't know, it it seems like this was like last week, uh, the end of last week, but I had it on hand, and here we are doing it tonight. Listen to this where Tucker Carlson is talking to an, an exorcist exorcist from, my, I, I think, I forget which diocese it is, talking specifically about levitation. All right, let's do it. One of the most amazing conversations we've ever had with anybody happened recently with a Catholic priest called Father Vincent Lampert. He is the appointed exorcist for the Diocese of Indianapolis. He is a sober and smart person, the good sense of humor by the way, but what he told us changed our view of exorcism. He explains in this clip, the first one he ever saw, he saw a human being levitate. Watch this.
4: Is levitation sometimes a manifestation? I've witnessed that. you witnessed levitation? I've witnessed that during an exorcism. Can you describe it? It was uh, in Rome again, it was one of the ones that I was sitting in on, and when the demon had manifested, and it was thrashing around, and you know, there's the eyes rolled in the back of the head, foaming at the mouth, throwing out blasphemies. But then at one moment, the demon got very calm and just kind of sat in the chair like this, and then just looked at me and grinned, this hideous grin, and then I look over, and the person is beginning to rise out of the chair, and the demon is just looking at me, grinning, like, look at what I can do, look at what I can do. And I'm looking at this kind of in disbelief. And what I found to be more amazing was the priest training me, his response. So he's holding the rite in his hand, he's reading it and he's praying. And then he looks over and he sees the levitation. He reads, he looks over, sees the levitation. He reads, he finally takes his hand and puts it on the head of the person and pushes him back down into the chair. And what I think he was saying is, I'm not impressed. What's more impressive is the prayer of the church, not these theatrics of the devil. But again, metaphor- well, I'm impressed. I mean, I'm
0: impressed. I'm pretty anti-devil, but I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 trust me, ladies and gentlemen. The night we get, I cannot wait to have a talk about this. So many questions, so many questions, just from the not only from the inner little pieces like this, but from all the interviews I've listened to. And oh, in many times around. I know I'm a broken record with those Malachi Martin uh, interviews, but they're incredible, and and it's really like they could, he could be talking to us from 30 years ago about what kind of a trajectory we are on. Here is a an, an article that was just published recently on Coast to Coast AM by Tim Binal. Possessions, increased number of possible possessions, prompted Catholic exorcists to call for help. A worrisome survey of Catholic exorcists found that they feel overwhelmed by the sheer number of potentially possessed people coming to them for help to the point that they are asking the church to provide them with assistance. The troubling trend reportedly came to light during an annual conference of priests who specialize in the practice of casting out demons of unfortunate individuals. Speaking to researchers from the Catholic Church's Educational Institute, Pontifical uh, uh, Anathium, uh, 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 Athenium Regina Apostolorum, uh, the 120 exorcists in attendance at the event raised serious concerns about managing the myriad of potential or possible possession cases they are currently encountering, with some saying that they're receiving a staggering 30 to 50 such reports per day. Now, in the first, the first interview that Malachi Martin did in the 90s with Art Bell, uh, he repeated this statistic a couple of times. Actually, uh, Art brought it up a couple of times afterwards just to segue into different questions he had. But back in like 96, 97, he had made the claim, and of course he lived in, uh, in Manhattan, that he said that there's been an over 700% increase in possession, one hundred—it's over seven hundred percent increase, and that the satanic possession of the faith itself—that's uh, and that the satanic possession of the faith itself, not just the Catholic Church, although that was a chief target—and it needed to be if you were going to eventually bring. Um, it needed to be if you're going to eventually bring traditional European society under the yoke of the darkness, well. That's, um, I think that the, the worst thing about this situation is that the possession of those in you know, positions where they're supposed to be guiding and, uh, and, and protecting, those are the ones who are actually unbelieving in things like hell and purgatory or the existence of the devil himself or the demonic at all. It, it, it's actually been reduced to, and this was happening in the 90s, what would be considered cultural mysticism or folklore so you think about how down how how lowered our guard has been as a society when this shit's going on and this and that's all ladies and gentlemen that's all prior to that's prior to really the the dawn of everybody having internet in their homes let alone having smart TVs and devices in their palms and how we are completely plugged in constantly to an endless stream of data, information, propaganda, um, triggers, calls to action. We know about, of course, the the hashtags that were used for by Patrice Colors and Black Lives Matter, how these were actual invocations of spirit. So, there's a line in the book. You know what? Hold on. I think I actually got it over here. There was a line in the book in the section that we're going to be doing tonight. Where the hell is it? Where Christian Gladstone is thinking about... Let me see. That's it? Nope. Christian Gladstone is thinking about something that uh, Father Slattery had said about the Luciferians... And whether or not it actually was, you know, where the line, where the distinction is between people who are just engaged in Luciferian thought and those who are actually in um, perfect, willing communion with the, the Spirit itself. I can't find it, but that's a good enough description, description anyway. Uh, that's where we're at right now. How many times have we say when the when the, the root is cut, you have a lot of people out there who think that they're they're acting on something that they understand, but they don't. They don't. And all the surface level, superficial stuff that we're 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 engaging in, all of the all of the debates and all of the hatred and the and the the dehumanizing of one another and everything else, the craziness in the streets, the violence, the the abortion, the, the writhing. I mean, we can actually see demons manifesting inside of people. All right? You can see it. Where they have nothing to do but just sit there and scream. Scream, their eyes rolling in the back of their head, saying the most ridiculous, taunting, horrible things. You, you would imagine Linda Blair saying this in the, in the movie. But, um, but, yeah, it continues. Beyond the feeling... As if they were forced to take on the burden of helping possibly possess people by themselves, the exorcists also expressed unhappiness with having to perform the ritual for those who were sick with COVID-19 as it put their own health at risk. Uh, why exactly there are so many people requesting the practice is uncertain. Those Spanish priests in attendance at the conference indicated that these individuals, quote, have spent time with the New Age, spiritual, or meditation groups by taking their grievances public one hopes that the exorcists can receive the help that they need from the Catholic Church as after all they are something of a uh, front line in the battle of good versus evil well maybe some of those priests are but i don't think they're going to get any help from the church which has i don't think i don't, I don't think so i think that's all over and done with to be honest it's um it's serving a very particular specific purpose now and it's advanced It's an advanced stage of what we're reading in the book, Windswept House, right now, which we'll be getting around to around 8.30. Here's from Insider around the same same publication date. Burnt-out Catholic exorcists complain they're facing long lines of possessed people and little support from the bishops. Well, yes. A survey from Vatican-approved religious university in Rome found that Catholic exorcists feel overwhelmed and under-supported by bishops, according to the Times of London. Italian exorcist spoke to researchers at Regina. Oh, we redid this. So, yeah. Yeah, this is from Insider. And now, uh, what I wanted to do for you, what I wanted to put out there, is a, um, that's why, of course, I wanted to do the book club, why it's been so impeccably timed. But what is trans- transpiring in swept, Windswept House The coordination between political forces of the deep state and the deep church, as Vigano puts it so nicely, it's only a superficial aspect of our times. Uh, For as serious as that aspect of our time is, it's very superficial. But what lives behind it, what lives behind the people who are in the streets screaming no justice, no peace, and say her name, say this name, say that name and burning one thing or another and, and, and just committing themselves to absolute um absolute craziness. What lives behind that are people who are obviously very deeply devoted to the very evil that they have managed to convince others didn't exist. Now I want to play you a short clip From those interviews with Art Bella around 1997 talking about the perfectly possessed and I want you to wonder, to think think whether or not you might have seen these people in your lives even on on television social media whatever it's about two minutes long listen to this, this is the perfectly possessed
5: don't know of any record except that are there cases in which
1: uh, a possession is not obvious. Uh, yes, uh, I, would, I would imagine there are many where the uh, the Spirit has simply won and is in uh, firm control. I would think that I mean, uh, the, the people who come to you are those who are
5: sort of in the middle of a giant battle. That's right. When you find some, you know the typical things of somebody throwing themselves on the ground or cursing and spitting and protesting and defecating, yes. urinating and all sorts of protest, what they're doing is protesting, saying, help me yes help me the really the perfectly possessed we call them the perfectly possessed are those that are completely at peace and uh, i've i've known several of the perfectly possessed and i avoid them like the pest and you you know them only by almost accidental means sometimes they're perfectly normal by the way and they've got great business property they're married they have children and wives and they put down responsible jobs there's nothing nothing wrong there now and again just now and again it's as it were a veil is drawn aside and you see somebody you don't know at all you just don't know this person this man this woman and there's a completely alien look a completely alien attitude and they breathe alienation and you know then if you if you, if you have a nose for it you know then that uh, they're perfectly possessed and there's nothing to be done about the first man i knew like that was called Beatham, john beat And um, it was a frightening experience because I had known him for years.
1: In other words, their pact, their deal, uh, they are at at peace with and comfortable with their deal.
5: That's right. They have passed through the usual Satanist rituals, too. uh, The the three Satanist rituals, the power of inflicting pain, the power of hating, and uh, the power of burning fire. Fire is a is a is part of the satanist uh, and the luciferian um, development.
0: Pain, hating, and fire, burning, physical burning. Three pre-luciferian rites or sacraments. So there's that. Talk about this. And and then of course this came out. You might have seen this. This is from the Jerusalem Post, but it was uh, it was covered by a few other places, $2 million gold tabernacle stolen from a New York City church and an angel statue decapitated. The church's website described the tabernacle as a masterpiece and one of the most expensive tabernacles in the country. Of course, the host was probably just, uh, you know, eaten with guacamole. A 127-year-old, $2 million jeweled tabernacle was stolen from a Brooklyn church by a cruel crook, cruel, C-R-U-E-L, not cool, who also decapitated an angel statue and stole the head, police said on Sunday. This is on May 30th. The thief got inside the church on 6th Avenue near Sterling Place and cut open an ornate altar, stealing the pure 18-carat gold tabernacle, cops said. The crook, also made off with the severed head of an angel statue. St. Augustine Roman Catholic Church in the Park Slope was closed for construction when the burglar struck sometime between 8.30 p.m. Thursday and 4 p.m. Saturday, police said. The church website describes the tabernacle as a masterpiece and one of the most expensive in the country, guarded by its own security system. The precious metals and stones adorning the tabernacle come from coins and jewelry donated from parishioners according to the website So um, this stuff of course goes on all the time but I know it was one of those recent things. It's one thing to say, okay, um, I'm down on my luck and this is still not a fun a good thing to say down on my luck I'm desperate. I need money. I need. I know that there's $2 million gold tabernacle in there. You don't have any real faith. You don't really have anything holding you back. You just need the money and you want to steal it. It's one thing to do that. And then you're just dealing with the theft. And, of course, it's uh, for those who are uh, of the faith, they know it's a desecration in, in more than a few ways. But to take off the head of the angel... You know, to to go after more of the imagery as if it was a personal offense to take the head, to take the head, there's something else driving a person who does that, is it not? Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to you guys and gals. It is 7.51. 7.51. We're gonna take a really quick break for intermission. When we come back, I wanna take some calls. What do you think about the uh, what do you think of the real possession rate is? What do you think? How many people in this country are possessed? I remember from those interviews back in the nineties that it was estimated by Father Martin that the United States had at least ten million people who were who were possessed, or at least obsessed. He drew a line between obsession and possession. So, what now? What now do you think? Especially now that we have the internet. And the internet has been a huge way of prolifer- proliferating what I believe to be a, uh, a sensory portal to possession. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. What has been done uh, through uh, free pornography alone. I have not come out of that unscathed. That's for damn sure. But... Um, that portal in your palm, man. Huge, huge impacts that came with the thirty years afterwards. So whatever was going on then, I want to get your your thoughts about that possession thoughts and also anesthesia. What had tell me the craziest thing you said under anesthesia or if you are in medicine. If you are an OR, recovery room nurse, an anesthesiologist, or a surgeon, let me know the craziest thing a patient ever told you. I can't wait to hear it. I I tell you what. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Welcome to Intermission.
0: We'll, We'll be right
2: back.
5: Yeah, intermission.
1: now entering quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite
2: frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
5: quite
4: frankly quite
5: frankly quite frankly
2: quite frankly Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
4: Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly.
4: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. We all
2: support Quite Frankly. Not quite. Let's go Brandon, I agree. Quite frankly. In
0: Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight?
3: I really like you, you're very smart. So everybody watch, Quite Frankly, with Frank.
1: Quite frankly, how dare you!
0: All right, let's get to some Super Chats. Run right through them, shall we? Remember, you can contribute to the show on or off air and have it read on air at quitefranklysuperchat.com. Quitefranklysuperchat.com. First one is from Geno says, one more I've been planning for a while is to start making videos to help enlighten some normies to some of the madness, but then often feel overwhelmed about where to begin because of how deep it uh, it all goes. Especially for those who have looked into nothing. Any advice? Well, let me read his first message first. Uh, Frank. Frank, love when you get on the spiritual topics, Francis, since that's what's really at the root of all this madness. I love you, bro, and let's go, Rangers. Got to keep it going for as long as they're alive and kicking. I heard that they won that first game pretty handy Handily, six to two. I don't know what game two has brought, but'm um, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Of course I, I haven't really mo- watched much, but that would be really cool to have some championship sports played in New York New York again and uh, and'm I'm, I'm happy for Rangers fans that are on this ride because it seems like a lot of really interesting history has been made so far fighting back from the brink all the times that they have so far. Well, as, as uh, speaking to what you had asked before, Gino, you wanted to make videos to help enlighten normies to some of the madness, but often feel overwhelmed about where to begin because of how deep it goes, especially for those who haven't looked into nothing. Any advice? The only thing I can tell you is what I've always told people who say, how do you red pill somebody? Well, I, um, I, if there, you're ever going to embark on that, the first thing you need to do is break their confidence that government has the, the the best of intentions for them. It's the it's the first place you have to start, and you know where you can go. You can go to uh, any of the work on the topic of on the topic of experimenting on native populations. experimenting on uh, medical experiments on prison populations on military populations on just general populations uh, especially by just this country alone I mean everybody has it everybody has dark histories government usually goes awry especially the bigger it gets the more clandestine and more unaccountable it gets but if you're going to start anything you need to have somebody's trust completely broken and it needs to be broken. There is nothing about government that deserves our trust. Nothing whatsoever. Because what is behind government but people. People who have, who are secretive. People who are a lot more uh, powerful, influential, rich. It is a, a club, a country club, that they are very, very tight with the access. And there is a long, bloody history of atrocities committed by governments all over the place. And if you get into that, a great place to go is to go to John Whitehead, John Whitehead at the Rutherford Institute. He's been a guest on the show many times. I have one of his books, Battlefield America. That is, he has done a few great pieces that really consolidate nicely. I'm sure other people have too, but consolidate nicely the long history of medical experiments done on prison populations, military and general populations of civilians stateside alone so um and that's just everything we can confirm that's a great place to start now you start there and then maybe you have something else that you can talk about but uh, there is no way there is it's a fool's errand to see a normie type in your life and and say okay how do i bring this person from believing what they see on the seven o'clock news to understanding we are in the middle of a biblical spiritual battle in the end times that is to just jump off the boat and and don't even rack your brain don't even rack your brain that's a long long road and if they're not going willingly then you're screwed so i say do not pressure yourself my friend do not pressure yourself Uh, Let's see, uh, Blackberry Lemonade. Damn, that sounds good. First time leaving a chat. Just wanted to say thank you for a consistently great show. Blackberry Lemonade, I appreciate that so much. Thank you for being out there. And that, that comment, ladies and gentlemen, that super chat was left eight hours ago. So just to let you know, that was left at 12 noon today. I was definitely not on air then, but I'm still reading it. So... If you're out there and you want to contribute to the show or say hi, a shout out, uh, you know, a little bit of something from the day before, whatever you want, quite frankly, superchat.com. Thank you, Blackberry Lemonade. Glad that you're out there and that you're having a good time. Uh, Here's one from Revolution. Still, after last night's show concluded overnight, said Rev said, "Ah, though I was shocked by your cavalier misattribution of ass liquor to Fred who the hell who the hell is Fred there's only one recognized ass liquor in the frankly verse it's King 40 obviously nice interview with Ilana and fascinating deets on the Utah situation with the Zell brothers and thank you thank you so much Rev and you're right you're right I completely overlooked I completely overlooked King Forty's prolific appetite. Hello to everybody on Rockfin. Hello to everybody on DLive and Rumble. What's happening there on Rumble? We've got a Rumble rant from Selling the Farm. Says, if I'm yelling, I'm selling. Thanks for another great show, Frank. Well, guess what? This is only the first show of two we're doing tonight. So I got to save my voice. Thank you so much. Hello to everybody on YouTube. I really... I miss... I do miss the Super Chats. The Super Chats on YouTube, they were a lot of fun, too. And, um... Yeah, I was too dangerous. I was too dangerous for Super Chats, but I was not dangerous enough to stream. Then again, they made it so that nobody notices where who the hell I am and where I am anyway, so... Weird. Very weird. But I, uh, I still love you all on YouTube. Love you all. Everybody. All right. Over to pilled.net. Foxhole. Nestled cozily on quitefrankly.tv. Rise Attire says, some of us eat while we watch your show, bro. Awful. That must have been for the opening. (laughs) That must have been for the opening. 123SKG says, nice hat. Why, thank you. One Horse Pony Soldier Hi Frank, love your show Frank. Keep up the genius genius level work, Frank. Cave Toad says Hoppy Friday, Frank. I guess that's a toad. A little pun? A play on words? Hoppy Friday, Frank. Wish there was an underground vids of your metal band. You know, you don't need underground well. I don't know, one night I'll play the It's not a song that most people would like. And I wish we can. I wish I can actually get the guys together and we can we can polish up one of those songs and actually record it nicely. But um, even if it was recorded nicely, it's very very heavy stuff. But I have all of our our home videos. I have all of our home videos from back then. So there's probably so much cringe on it. I mean, I would be embarrassed to watch it. Be very embarrassed. But as far as the band going forward. Don't worry, you don't need any underground videos because we are going to be able to stream live for you as soon as Anthony is is done uh, healing. I know that he's feeling so excited about having this behind him, and I'm happy for him. And thank you for everybody out there asking about him. He posted on his Instagram today, on the Anthony Vincent slash 10 Second Songs Instagram, and he let everybody know. I'll, I'll actually, hold on. I'll put it up right now. Instagram. Where is he? Anthony Vincent Official. Here it is. There's the guy you all know. There's the guy you all know. Let me get out of the way here. So the past few months, he says, have been a mental challenge. I was diagnosed with a, a cholesteatoma which is a benign skin cyst that needs to be removed through surgery. It was located behind my right eardrum. Today was my surgery, and it was a complete success. After sitting with this since February, I'm finally on the other end of it. I'm telling you, this is one of the things that going on over here. You know, you don't want to see your, your brother going through and there's nothing you can say because it's something that needs to be taken care of. Uh, it's something that, of course, in February it's diagnosed and then they can't get him on a table until June, so he has to just think about it constantly. And then thirdly, it's your ear. And he's a musician. So he was working all this time with just one ear that he could trust, and he said the other one it sounded like scratchy, and it, it, it definitely diminished, so there was a lot going on there. And, uh, and you know, you don't, you don't want to see people in your life feeling that way especially if there's nothing you can say but he goes to say I was a little nervous about being put under anesthesia I kind of wish someone would have unex- unexpectedly snuck up behind me as I walked into the hospital and jabbed me in the neck with a needle so I didn't see it coming however they opted for a more professional approach and it went very smooth I'll be out for a couple of weeks cannot wait to write record and kick more ass in the coming months thank you all for making it possible to make my passion my life I will be back stronger than ever. And There you go, liked by nearly six thousand people there, and I'm I'm happy that uh, he's on the mend. He texted that all he texted that to us too when he got to the when he got to the um, the thing this morning, the hospital this morning. He texted me and the guys in our group chat. What I wish they did was that when I walked into the hospital, someone snuck up behind me and jabbed a needle in my neck. <laughs> Never saw it coming. That's actually pretty cool. I, I wish that if, if that was going to happen, I think that would be good. I think that would be a good way to go too. just up uh, and then you're down. So, yeah, Anthony's on the other side. So you'll he'll probably be back on and you guys can all say hi to him and all that stuff later on. Let's see. Cautious Observer says someone told me Anthony went in for a hysterectomy. Is that liar? glad to know it was just an ear thing yes no he had his ovaries taken out his ovaries and his uterus taken out um probably about three or four years ago so it wasn't that we're just checking all the boxes sean joe thank you qtp9 happy friday frank thank you so much qtp oh pie. sorry qtp cutie pie my bad secret weapon going under in the ors i told them i spent all of college trying to feel this good (laughs) okay all right there you go StosTube, great friday frank thank you StosTube. all the best to you and your family out there in massachusetts annie oakley 69 god bless america and all the franklies Mima says StosTube bought me the rest of the pills oh well he's he's the kind of guy like that can't wait to have a have a drink with Stostu one day. We'll see. Cave Toad. Oh, yes. Thank you, Frank, for the show. Thank you, Cave Toad. And Happy Friday to you. Just because. Hello, Bob. Another wonderful week for, of shows, Frank. Thank you. And then Too dropped a whole bunch of cookies on us. Cave Toad. Yes. Cringe home video metal. JJool85. How is your stepdad? Prayers to your brother and stepdad. That's another thing that's been on uh, weighing on us. He's in the hospital again as of today. He's been there for a couple of weeks. The night that they brought him home, I had to go outside and assess him with the, with the, uh, the ambulance drivers and I, I, I told him he had to go back because there's just too many steps in the house and he was completely, he was just completely shot. Energy was shot, blood pressure is all over the place. I, I would have had no way of getting him down from the third floor out the door to bring him to dialysis or help him get to dialysis two days later. So you, you can't... I'd be calling the, the, the ambulance a couple of days later. So he's been there. They've been trying to regulate his, his blood pressure, still with the dialysis. And he's just getting fed up because every time he goes into the hospital, he leaves feeling worse than he did when he entered. So I hope that he gets a fucking lawyer... And I, um, that's just, that's just it. Then on top of it, waiting around again, like it was 20 years ago to, to hear when he pops up on, on the next on the donor list. So there's a lot going on, a lot going on. This is why I, I, I enjoy venting here. SoCal Patriot patients coming out of anesthesia frequently tell you, I love you. Or they fight the straps. Hmm. Boys Blanc 89, prayers for Anthony. Stostube, Mima ordered the fleet. Mima did it. A fleet! What is going on? All right, well, listen. Thank you guys and gals for all that. Let's just jump to some other things. I have some tips coming in from Rockfin lightning in a bottle says love you Frank I never get to catch you live just got me to uh, just got me a stop communism shirt and I love wearing it places I can't you take a picture of it take a picture of you in it I'd love to see it you know if you say oh I don't want my face okay we'll we'll cut your face off if we use it for anything but take a picture I want I want to see you guys rocking all this merch thank you Mark Swan please keep your pants on though Only Mark Swan. Keep the pants on. Everybody else can be bottomless. Twisted Wizard said, now that we got Anthony done, how's Skip doing, bro? Well, I just answered that. Good thing is that his mind is is sharp, and he's just in a lot of pain. Keeps coming back. Antibiotics. Things are put in the wrong places. Have to be fixed. I I really hope that he he sues the shit out of everybody and starts a new life. Okay, here's a couple more things. Adam said, Hello, Francis, my friend, J-Men. And I have been listening to you for over a year. And we love the show. He's turning 40 on Sunday, and I was hoping to get a birthday shout-out from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Frank. Unfortunately, we'll be out of town this weekend and won't be able to celebrate with him or go fishing. Keep up the great work, and I hope your weekend is wonderful. Much love to you and the family. Sincerely, Adam. j Happy 40th, my friend. Happy 40th. And uh, I thank you so much for watching, and thank you for all the time you spent hanging out with Adam. And I hope that Sunday, is- Sunday is exactly the way uh, you want it to be, whether it's crazy or subdued. Happy birthday. And email, email me sometime. Tell me how you like the show. I-, I love getting feedback, especially if it's positive. That's always the best way to make the show better. Email me and tell me what you loved so I do more of it. She email me and tell me what you didn't like. Like, okay, well, fuck this person then. What do you want from me? You want an egg in your beer? What do, you, what do you want? Okay, so... Now we have something else I have to show you. A little bit of show and tell. This is from Amber. Amber wrote in to me. She is from uh, Canada. She says, Frank, I'm a loyal viewer of, it, of the, at least the last three years, along with my children. With that being said, my son wanted me my son wanted to draw a picture of you for you and for me. His name is Logan. He's nine years old. He wanted me to send this to you. I never miss a show. Keep on, brother. You keep us somewhat sane out here in this clown world. Later, Amber. So here is the first picture. There's there's a screenshot of me that uh, she took to give to her little son, Logan. Logan, the man, the myth, the legend Logan. Logan from Canada. You know, Wolverine was a Logan from Canada as well. So, you got some pretty big shoes to fill in there, little guy. And this is what Logan recreated. Boom! Look at that! There I am! In crayon! He's even got the beers, uh, the the bears, beats, and uh, Battlestar Galactica. There's the on-air sign, there's my, uh, my, whatchamacallit, JFK bust, there's the window, it's a nice blue sky outside, it was all a dream, the neon in the background, even got the, even got the color, the colors down for what is the, the Frank Sinatra picture over here. This one right up here, it doesn't have Sinatra of course, but still got the color scheme down. Just wonderful. So, I think that's just great. And I look happy. Content. Like my life is just going great. See? That's what I look like in cartoon land. Even got my eyebrows. Good job for me. And good job for Logan. Thank you so much, buddy. So, you know, take a, you know, do a copy of that one day, screen print it and uh, send it to me in a rolled up poster roll and I can I can I can put it up here somewhere. All right. All right, 8:15. 8:15. Let's take some calls. Uh 914-595-6953. I can only take 5 to 8 minutes worth of calls. So it, it, it's a quick note about possession or a quick story about anesthesia, let's do it. Because I have to do the badass of the night and I have to get off the air by latest 840 or 835. So 914-595-6953. Here's another question that came in in the meantime. Frank, do you still watch Hallmark movies on Sunday night with your family or is that just a Christmas thing? No, we still do it. And I'll tell you, it's become a really, really something I cherish. With me, my mom, Lauren, my brother, my father, Bill. Um, and when Skip is feeling better, he, he's been in on those as well. And one day Aurora will know, hopefully she'll know, the art of a movie rip. Uh, you know, it is, it's, it's, things, it's the jokes that pop up along the way when you're watching these movies. And I'm starting to recognize the, the, the actors too. Because these actors are obviously signed to multi-film deals. And it's the same guys and the same women over and over again. It's hilarious. But um, I don't know. It's the inside jokes along the way. You know, who, who we, we decide it has a, a broken neck. The guy had her neck broken by somebody. A chef that, that re- revamps their entire menu by just adding Parmesan cheese to everything, including the desserts. Uh, Of course, all of the men, all the single uh, widower fathers, it's just constantly, whenever the new woman comes into life, both the daughter, because they always have daughters, they always have a daughter, they never have a son. So the the father, the wife died, he and the daughter are always reminding the new woman that comes in, that he's falling in love with, that that their mother's dead. Little things like that we do, and it's just hilarious. Maybe you don't understand what I'm talking about, but I guess you have to be there. It's a geography joke. All right. All right. So let's take a call. What portion of society do you believe is demonically possessed or obsessed? Do you know any of them? 914-595-6953. Let's hear it. 914-595-6953. Sean Cursed Ute, you got a minute. Wow me, brother
1: real quick, Frank. In my early 20s, I lived with an anesthesiologist. Whoa. I was an exploration surveyor in the gold goldfield, so I would be gone for three weeks and be back for 10 days. We'd do 2110s. This guy was in his 60s, and we sold, my family sold him this piece of property, and his wife had cancer, and he was from Albuquerque. And so his wife was in Albuquerque doing treatments, and he worked it out with the local hospital where he would come up here and work for a month and then go back and help his wife as she got treatments. And he had another anesthesiologist from Albuquerque that would come up and do the months that he wasn't here, and he bought his own place. But so we shared a place, and he would tell me stuff. The reason he came from Albuquerque. Well, well,
0: well Listen, Sean, food. Sean, we we have we have. We, I I got limited time, so just get to some of the stuff he would tell you.
1: Oh, I'm just saying this. He would tell me that if they put somebody in their late 90s on his table, he would look at the head surgeon. They would look at the nurse. They would all nod in agreement, and they would kill that person get on the, the table. Get the fuck out of I here! I would come home, and he'd be like drunk as shit and be like, I gorked a guy today, but they would do it to save their insurance because if they killed him and they knew any, that's why he wouldn't do anesthesiology on babies or anybody in their nineties, because there was a pretty much 90% guarantee. They were going to die on the table and they would lose their insurance.
0: Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. So he would tell well, you. He told you that 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 there would be regular euthanizing executions for infants and for and for the elderly. Not for
1: infants. He would never do an infant. That's why he left Albuquerque. But yeah, they would definitely hear do people in their nineties. They would euthanize them rather than continue the operation to save their medical insurance. Well, and, again, he'd be drunk off his ass when he'd tell me all of this stuff.
0: Well, Sean, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I good call. Of course, that uh, that, that was not as funny as I was hoping it was going to be, but but damn.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: No, okay. Well, thanks and for again. The, yeah,
1: thanks for the liver-eating Johnson badass story. I told you
0: that was going to be good. Oh yes, liver Eaton Johnson. It was the first one up too, so I think that was a great way of kicking off the month. Thanks again for the call, Sean. Wow. Wow. Uh, Well, that that wasn't nice. Oh, man, you need a bodyguard to be with you inside of any operating room or something like that. Somebody has to be there or somebody has to know exactly what they're looking at, too, I guess. Does anybody have a happy story to end on? You know, do you did you did you wake up and and propose to a cute nurse or something like that? That would be nice to hear right now. Because you know, I, I'm all like I said, I, I I'm 37 years old, and what what do I have? Another 10 years before I have to go get the the, the 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 colonoscopy. They put you out for that. I got this on my mind. Somebody has to watch. That's another thing to be able to watch out for. All right, 914-595-6953. We can bring in Albert. What's going on, Albert? Your weekly address. Give us something nice and quick.
2: Hey, what's going on, Frank? I was going to do a uh a uh funny job thing. Hold on one second. I got to kill my thing. I was going to do the funny job thing, but I got a I got a uh anesthesiologist whatever story too when I was 18. My appendix burst in the fucking hospital and uh i was walking around and uh they threw me on the gurney and some dude my anesthesiologist i guess i was they were like wheeling me down really quick and you i don't know what he had i don't know what it was thankfully he didn't gork me as the guy said um but uh he he just stuck something in the iv and he goes you're going to feel really really good really really fast this was a week before christmas and new years and they had all these angels and shit up in in the ceiling, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and I I was just, dude, I was so wasted so fast. I'm, like, looking up at these angels with the tinfoil and all this shit. Was was it that Twilight? Was it Twilight? The were going to wheel me in had blue tinfoil with angels on them, and I just looked over, and I'm like, you're not taking me in there, are you? And he's,
0: like, afraid so. Jeez. good times. No, it wasn't that Twilight stuff that they give you at the dentist's office? No, dude, this was, like, he, he,
2: he, was like real he's like you're gonna feel really, really good, really, really fast and by the time I got to the doors it was like I was I was gone and uh then I woke up because uh the one that A K chick was talking about uh you know it's how you wake up and you have the straps. Dude, I woke up, they put me in a hallway. I woke up in a hallway and I was like freezing and in like massive pain. I'm just sitting there shaking and shit. You know, like whatever, like muscle spasms or some shit. And yeah. some nurse okay. came up, and uh, and then she hit me with something else. And then I was gone again. And then I woke up again, but I was in a room, and I felt a lot better. Yeah,
0: that was a trip. But you know, well, now it you, is what it is. So so <laughs> who so uh, who was the uh, the appendix transplant from? No, I didn't get a transplant. It burst. Oh. It's, they just took it out. Oh, okay. I thought that they. Re- yeah. I, I thought they replaced it right away with somebody from the hospital. <laughs>
2: no, no, dude, you don't get a an appendix transplant. At least, as you far don't. as I know. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: well, that's that's one less thing I have to worry about. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Albert. It's wonderful <laughs> to hear from you, my friend. All right. Have a great evening. Right. See you on Monday. See you, brother. Um, here, uh, I see everybody in the chat room is here. Across the D Live and the Twitch and the and the YouTube, Frank, you don't have to do it. Don't have to get the colonoscopies. You don't have to. It's a scam. Um, let's see here. Fentanyl. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well. If if it's a scam, then then that's great because then I don't have to do, then I don't have to do it. Oh no no no! I'm not I'm not going to get the the colonoscopy. But we recommend you do. You don't understand. A couple of r- very trustworthy people in my chat room about five or six years ago said it was a scam. That's good enough for me. Perhaps I'll go get a high colonic though. Is that another scam? Does that take away all of the the useful you know? gut flora type stuff the high colonics that's when they really put the um they really blast you with that hose okay what else do we have 91459569533 let's see eight five six you're on the air give it to me quick hello hello who's this it's Anne Anne what's well what's doing
3: What's doing? Well, I was calling about uh, people with anesthesia. Okay. Uh, My husband went in for surgery and my cousin came to visit. She brought a card. I don't know exactly what was on the card, but something like a chicken or a rooster with the gown on, you know, in a get well, whatever. Right. And my husband proceeds, he has a gown on, proceeds to turn over or whatever and moon her.
0: Oh, okay, well, there you go so there uh, you go. so it was it was he still feeling it then at that point, or was this after the fact
3: um i I mean he was wide awake, but he was wound up.
0: I <laughs> wow. can imagine mm-hmm. now, did you ever have any of those experiences of your own where you had to any any procedure in your life you've had to go out for? Well, I've been out a few times, but I
3: don't remember anybody telling me I did anything crazy,
0: yeah okay well, no, yeah i just you,
3: wasn't expecting my husband to moon my cousin i know after
0: surgery <laughs> well you know what after that he might have just been so happy that it was all behind him that he just wanted to flash somebody but hey listen do you guys have have either you or your husband gone to get colonoscopies
3: you know what i just missed that because i was watching it on my phone i was like oh what do they think but um I have had to have one, but I won't anymore.
0: Okay, so then you, so then afterwards, how how farty and flatulent were you? Oh, I, heard, I, I, heard, I heard I heard that they the, they encourage you to fart afterwards, right?
3: Yeah, I think so. I they, think so. But it's funny because I'm I'm talking about the cousin that got mooned, and I take her for a colonoscopy. It's my favorite time of the year. Okay. <laughs> it's all drugged up. It's the most happy, relaxed I ever get to be with her. Yep. You know, you, you it's think like about twenty minutes of bliss.
0: <laughs> You'd think that it would be it would be much more enjoyable if they just put you out and let you sleep undisturbed instead. They're they're probing your ass, but um, you know right. that, that one maybe one day one day we're, we're we're going toward that soma kind of a lifestyle anyway. But thank you so much for the call, Anne. It's great to have you on
3: you're welcome and yeah I don't recommend calling askby uh, oh. too many people
0: had problems yeah. okay well mm-hmm. thank you so much talk to you soon
3: all right thanks a lot Frank
0: bye bye there you go there's Ant and her uh her, her 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 full mooning husband I've mooned a few people in my life so that's a great call okay Uh, 827, it is time to do our badass of the night. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is. That's all I have to do for you. Uh, hold on a second, what do I have? Oh, here we go. Perfect. Time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this one underway.
5: That's some badass shit.
0: It's
4: pretty
0: badass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, who is the badass for June 3rd, 2022? Well, you know him. You may know him. Oh, it's Kyle Rittenhouse. What am I going to say? Now, listen, here's the thing about Kyle Rittenhouse. He's tonight's badass. Now, he's in the news again right now because he said that he's been inspired by Johnny Depp's verdict to file defamation suits against those who called him a murderer. And we know that those were plenty, plenty of people who should be um, severely punished. Financially, of course. But um, most of you already are very familiar with his story. You know that already. And so instead of rehashing the news and all that, we're just going to revisit this one post that came off of the boards that we discussed back in 2020. The fo- this was the following eerie and inspiring details of that chaotic night that surrounded Kyle Rittenhouse that went unnoticed by most people who follow that story. This is what you have to remember about that evening. Just kidding. That's some badass shit. Yes, it is. But here we go again. Just remember, this is the post from August 29th, 2020 by Anonymous. Kyle is literally a saint. Guys, I'm not even religious, but how can this be anything other than divine intervention? Number one, shoots a pedophile in the dick. Number two, shoots a burglar in the arm. Number three, shoots a wife strangler in the lungs. Also, the guy who tries to kill him is named Grosskreutz. Literally means big cross. Kyle literally defeated the cross like Jesus did. Kyle is from Antioch which is part of the Holy Land in the Crusades. If you Google St. Kyle, there is a Catholic saint, which is also named Kyle. That is called St. Kenosha of Fife. Kenosha and Kenosha. Also, he cleared a malfunction in his gun and shot the burglar in the arm in under two seconds, literally one second before being executed, all while on the ground and whilst turning around. Kyle is a good shot. But that was literally impossible. Furthermore, after defending himself, he gets up, walks away with his back turned toward the evil mob, and no one dares harm him. Someone was protecting him from above. This can't be all coincidence. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just the way it is. Talk about a guy who was enveloped in some form of divine providence that night, and also provided us with some of the best memes in years. So... I thank you all a great deal for tonight. I'm going to get off now and pre- prepare the 8:45ish stream, maybe if on the later side of things 8:50 at the actual absolute latest. But if you're already watching on quitefrankly.tv and D Live, you can stay right there. But you need you need to come and jump into the book club. Especially if you've been following along, even if you haven't been reading, because this is just getting better and better. So uh, we'll be joining each other. I will upload that to the podcast separately as usual. You still have time to get into the official book club thread for session seven, getting it in there. I want to thank some people before we leave. SoCal Patriot 56, thank you again. Boys Blanc, Stostu, Boys Blanc again, Cave Toad. Oh, this is all, I did that before. Uh, uh, Pizani death says, I went in for colonoscopy once and called the proctologist a fag when I woke up. Uh, then I woke up because he had a something and I, I don't know what he said. So you call the proctologist a fag. You should not do that. You shouldn't do that. Uh, Stostube Says, well played, Cave Toad. You are full of great ideas. Loving it. Good call, Mima and Chetnik. Then he dropped an EMP on us. I don't know what kind of. We probably, we probably made records over there on, on uh, in gold pills again. Tom Ford, why not? Even numbers are fun. Sent in gold pills again. Cave Toad for Kyle. Tom Ford says, go Kyle. Setting the precedent that we can defend ourselves and vaporizing biceps. Well. Reaffirming the precedent, reaffirming the right to defend ourselves. But a great modern day precedent, absolutely. Stow soup again, another great idea is Cave Toad, and here's one for Kyle. Ladies and gentlemen, no more uh, gold pills, of course. I have, geez, eighty fifty-four thousand gold pills. I'm going to get a text message from Matt from uh, Foxhole going, dude, it's some kind of a record. Unbelievable! That's the E.M.P.s and the fleets right there, guys and dolls. We will be back very shortly. Thank you again to everybody over there on Rumble. Thank you on Rockfin. We have another tip over there coming in, and that is from Lightning in a Bottle. It says I'm on my way to Pensacola, Florida, for my birthday tomorrow. Maybe I will get a pic of me in my anti-commie shirt somewhere. Scenic. Always a good time with you here, Sir Frank. Lightning, I hope that you enjoy your birthday in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, That sounds like a wonderful place to be. I will pretend it is Pensacola, Florida in my backyard and just play with the baby and um, maybe take Lauren out for dinner and just something small. That's fine. Thank you, guys. And I'll try to start up a stream sometime over the course of the weekend somewhere. So be on the lookout. Keep all your notifications on. That's everything over there on Rockfin. And thank you again to everybody at quitefranklysuperchat.com. Sunny Girl says, well wishes to you and your family. You too, Sunny Girl. Liv says, thank you for bringing truth uh, with compassion and love through these fucked up times. Well, I'm just going to bring you myself authentically every night. And hopefully it all shakes out in the end. And I really love hanging out with people like Liv and Sunny Girl. And I'm late, I'm late, who says, During the spinal injection by my gay pain doctor, or the sedation was the same as many previous surgeries, I unfortunately made a crude comment. The doctor also asked how I was feeling. I I replied, I feel so great I'm going to give my husband a BJ when I get home. All I can say is keep that spirit. Ladies, keep that spirit. Just hold on to that. Hold on to that. The world would be a much better place. Hold on to that spirit. Okay? Just, just pretend you have been drugged by an anesthesiologist and just hold on to that. Give my husband a BJ spirit, please. Please. And then Albert Frederick says, you know, I love the Jester hat. However, the best one you ever wore, in my opinion, was the Halloween wig. Just saying. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for tonight. I will see you in a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean in moments on QuiteFrankly.tv and over there on DLive. So get over, get your books out, take out your pens, your paper, get onto the Reddit and contribute to the thread you all have been wonderful to me as always and i will see you i'll catch you on the flip side
5: i'll catch you on
0: the flip side quite frankly is filmed before a live studio audience and now our super chatter starting with sunny girl live i'm late i'm late albert frederick gino blackberry lemonade revolution and that's what i have for you tonight i will see you on monday in an official capacity and who knows before then enjoy your weekends